Good morning, Ram Nation. We are back. It's a chilly one, kind of setting the scene for what's shaping up to be a chilly weekend. You guys are going to have to bundle up up in Fort Fun for the Air Force matchup. But I, of course, am Justin Michael. I'm joined by the man, the myth, the legend, Andre Simone. We're going to talk about all kinds of stuff today. Mid-season awards. We're going to get into power rankings, week nine picks. Um, We'll obviously set the scene for Air Force, but... First things first, some some pleasantries. How you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm glad to be back on. I'm not super excited about this Air Force week, which means uh, probably good things for the Rams. It's been a weird year. I mean, it's obviously been a roller coaster experience. I don't think CSU has played a normal game yet. And when you look at the win probabilities from week to week on ESPN, that Certainly part of the experience. I hope, you know, you guys got some some tums or, you know, I don't I'm trying Dude. to think of that pill you take for you have like heart problems, but yeah. It, it's been really chaotic. It's been frustrating at times. Obviously, they've crazy. had three games now slip away from them on the road in which they established double digit leads. That's a big problem. That's gotta that's gotta change. I mean, the, the season could be very different if you won even two out of those three. So it's it's a big one. They've got a big five final weeks coming up. Um, but yeah, this Air Force game is going to be tough because they they look like world beaters. It's a massive test. And uh, it's kind of exactly the kind of team you would expect this Rams team to still struggle with a bit. You know, they've got the talent. They can pull off some, you know, comeback wins. They can They can do everything you want them to. It's just doing it consistently for four quarters, doing it in a disciplined way uh, has been a bit of their kryptonite this season. Yeah, for sure. You know, consistency. And part of that's maybe having a bit more of a top-heavy roster. You know, you're relying on some guys. I mean, the times where Mo's been out, the times where Tori's been out have been huge. Uh, BFN has had a lot on his shoulders, and when he's not, looking like a phenom or taking games over the Rams struggle a bit. You know, I think the defense hasn't necessarily lived up to it, but um, I mean, their high end gear is as high end as any. And if they get up for this game against air force, if they, you know, just play some smash mouth, hard nose football, one gap, get after it, find those big plays that have kind of eluded them a bit. Honestly, since the showdown, is that fair to say? With consistency, I mean, you have the fake field goal against Middle Tennessee State. Utah Tech, Tory Horton had a couple of big plays through yeah. the air. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, they haven't the had... Mary, it, obviously. obviously. the holy I mean, hoker to beat yeah, Boise yeah, yeah. State. But yeah, I mean, they have not been able to attack with quite as, bit, or quite as much consistency. Obviously, the offense has been really erratic these last couple of weeks. It feels like you get it going for a quarter or two, and then it just kind of disappears, and... I mean, this is going to be a, a matchup that really tests you. Let's just flip the the segments and, and dive into Air Force here in the first segment. But I mean, when you look at the the series history, it's 38-21 and one Air Force all time. But that that increase in in series wins really has largely been under Troy Calhoun. He's thirteen and two against CSU since taking Crazy. over in 07. Has absolutely owned the Rams. Obviously, they're rolling right now. They're ranked in the top 20. This is the first time CSU's played two ranked teams in the same season since 2011, trying to snap a 25 game losing streak in ranked games that goes back to 2002 when the Rams upset number six CU in the Rocky mountain showdown. So it's, 
it's been a long time. And as you mentioned too earlier, you know, going into this matchup, there, there are some things that should be alarming. I mean, the Rams have not been able to have a, a ton of sustained drives over these last couple of weeks going up against a team like air force who yeah. can just dominate time of possession, absolutely kill you. You know, that can be worrisome, you know, air force, one of the least penalized teams in the entire country, yeah. CSU, one of the most penalized teams in the country. Like there's a lot of things going into this one where you're like, Ooh, man, you could see how it could get away from you. You certainly don't want to go, you know, down in this one significantly, or, or you're going to be in a yes. tough spot. Yes. But I do like that you brought up the big play potential because that is the great equalizer in a matchup like this. And yeah. while it, it can be really dejecting to give up like an eight, nine minute drive, you do have that ability to just mm -hmm. bam 70 yards, Tory Horton. It's a tie game. And, you know, we talk about big plays all the time. Obviously I think it's most important in that Jay Norvell offense where it's, you know, it's like death by a million paper cuts and then boom, you hit those big plays and that really helps that offense cook. Big plays are also defensive. And I think since the Metal Tennessee game where I really felt like the defense took over in the second half, we haven't seen the defense take over. Now, the defense isn't the reason they lose against UNLV, right? You No, the run D was actually really good. You're going up against great. a team that's running for 230 a game. And, you yeah. know, I don't remember exactly what the number was. 200 plus a game. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you, really, I felt like the discipline was good. This was a team that tests you with a lot of different oh. looks. It's not quite the the triple option, but I do feel like just as far as testing your discipline within the the lanes and stuff, this was kind of a nice little warm up for Air Force. Tackled great in space, right? All I thought of that the was pressure great. was as consistent as we've seen in any game this season, but we didn't have that takeover moment. Well, there they couldn't is, get the turnovers. You had yeah. the chance at two different picks in the red zone. Either yeah. one of those would have been game changing. Both yeah. of them, great plays on the ball. Like you, you love the closing. TJ Crandall, true freshman, continues to impress, but yeah. Yeah, you're I mean you're you're so right especially in a game like this it feels very similar to Boise or CU where your margin for error is so thin mm -hmm. and any way you can increase that for yourself is huge and you know takeaways holding air force to 3 and instead of you know yeah. touchdowns you might give yeah. up a long drive but if you can you know bend don't break there's just going to be a lot of key moments and the, the big thing I think is just don't beat yourself. You can't mm -hmm. have turnovers. You can't have yeah. big penalties that are taking away big plays offensively or extending drives for Air Force. That's a killer. Third down, you get, yeah. you know, unnecessary roughness or something like that, and you allow them to stay on the field. It's just, it's really going to test your discipline. And that's, that's for a young team, that's alarming. Thousand percent. We haven't seen it really yet this season, and this is the week to do it. I'm sure the chat's already asking about it. How is this running back room doing? I mean, got Avery Morrow back, which was huge. huge. You know, they're hoping to have Damian Henderson back out there as well. A true freshman that they're really excited about. Uh, Van Shield's been running hard, had a 52-yard <laughs> run last week, longest of the season. I, again, it it is kind of one of those reminders, though, why, mm -hmm. like, I love Van. I, I, I think he's been absolutely huge for them. Yeah. Played a also, great game. it's one of those where it's like, that's probably a play where Kobe scores, you know, it, it gets caught from behind, but they're, they're running hard. It was huge. What was encouraging to me, they were finally able to bounce some runs. You know, they're finally able to mm -hmm. get to the edge, which is mm -hmm. just something we have not seen at all this year. That's going to be a big equalizer is the trenches. You know, we've talked up the offensive line all season, thought it was another great performance uh, last Saturday. They, they kept them in the game. 
And this is one, you know, you want to talk about why Tori Calhoun's teams have, uh, Troy, I'm sorry, have had that advantage over the years. A big part of it is in the trenches. Well, I feel really good about the Rams offensive line and the defensive line. It's stacked. The talent is all there, man. Uh, Mo and those guys can cook. They can get after it. And this is the team to get after it. And I mean, those safeties are going to have to come down and, and play things right. They're going to have to be on top of their stuff in reading the play action and staying on top of Larry air, who obviously is a different kind of quarterback for air force. You're, they're going to throw it more. And I mean, you, you hold them to incompletions. That's going to be a big leg up in kind of cutting their momentum offensively and getting them off the field. That's going to be a big key here is limiting that passing game for air force. When they do take those shots, eight, 10, 12 games or 12 times this game, you know? Yeah. I mean, they have a legit passing attack under Larry or he's yeah. accurate. Yeah. He had a, a dime for a touchdown on Navy. It was just a go route where he beats the DB, but he put it exactly where it needs to be. And that's what he's done all year. He's been able to hit those big throws. They, they obviously just dare you to bring those safeties down, just absolutely dare you. And as soon as they do, yeah. if they can hit that shot, it can be backbreaking. We've seen that so many times over the years in this matchup. And, yes. you know, as you mentioned, this game really comes down to the trenches and air force on both sides of the ball really stout. I mean, this offensive line is, is one of the best in the country. They've got the best rushing attack in the, in the nation at 306 yards per game. Defensively, they've got the number three rush defense. They're only allowing 69 yards on the ground and 150 yards through the air. They're number two in total defense. So, I mean, they've just yeah. been smothering of teams now. I will bring up, much like UNLV, they have yet to beat a winning FBS team this year. That's a great point. Which, you know, again, I'm not trying to be like, it's it's fraudulent. They don't deserve to be ranked or anything like that. But in theory, at least, this is going to probably be the, the most talent that they've played outside of, you know, maybe Utah State, who they handled pretty solidly. It's a yeah. rivalry game. Yeah. The weather could be kind of weird. It sounds like they're calling for snow and wind. Maybe you get lucky, you know, they they... I don't know, mess up some, some execution on the pitch or something like that. But if you get dominated in the trenches, like if, if you're giving up seven sacks the way you did a year ago, it's going to be a rough game. Now yeah. this season, they've been solid only allowing about 1.4 sacks per game. That's tied for 30th in the country. It's been night and day from what we've seen a year ago, but this D line is and, and their linebackers. I should really say their front seven front seven. They yes. can really, really get after you and they love to send pressure. Yeah, I mean, you highlighted a bunch of linebackers here on the list of guys to watch. They get downhill. They're fast, man. They close on you. They're going to get those negative plays and kind of halt your momentum. Um, you know, Utah State, Wyoming, San Jose State, San Diego State. Well, they beat they Wyoming, have, so they, they have sorry, handled one win. Yeah. some squads. Yeah. You know, in that Navy game, that's a rivalry game. That's always tight. Those are two teams that play very similarly. They handled them. Air Force always has that week. They've had many times under Calhoun where they've been like this. They're ranked. They look hot. And then it's like, ah, Navy week. They they lay an egg or Boise gets them. Or, um, I think if you're looking for you. optimism from a CSU fan side, that's probably it, is that we have seen traditionally this is kind of where Air Force tends to shoot themselves in the foot. I like where... 
the game is at on the schedule from the Rams perspective. It's sandwiched in between Navy and Army, the most important games yep. on their schedule. Exactly. They want to win the, the, the Mountain West. They have to beat Army and Navy. Like that well, matters so huge. much more to them. It's huge. And Army and Navy have been really good the last several years. This is Air Force's time to kind of catch both on down seasons and bring that home. And then, yeah, I mean, they're looking like the class of the Mountain West as well. This is this is a season for Calhoun to really like do stuff he hasn't really been able to do as a Falcons head coach for a while now. Uh, so it's all it's all ahead of them, and the Rams can really play spoiler here. I'm glad you brought that up. What's funny is I think this team has exceeded expectations, even internally, because when you heard the way Calhoun was talking going into last year throughout the year, he just kept emphasizing, like, enjoy this run. It's so special with Hazik Daniels and Brad Roberts essentially being like, I don't know if we're going to be right. able to continue to right. do this, especially in this portal era. And they come out and just haven't skipped a beat. Well, and I mean, you've mentioned it all season long, the cut blocking rules, you know, and how much you thought that would. Uh, hasn't mattered at all. It hasn't mattered at all. In fact, I think their offense looks a little better, more efficient with guys just blocking dudes straight up, just squaring up and like they're less predictable to be guys. honest. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I don't know, man. And to Air Force's credit, they've kind of begun that process of modernizing the last couple of years under Brad Roberts. There were a ton of just like straight, you know, between the tackles carries. Not everything was the the triple option you envision of, of 15, 20 years ago where it's, you know, every single snap you got like the wishbone out there, right, three backs. Right, right. We're doing all kinds of misdirection. It's been a process, but I, I definitely thought it would make a bigger impact. I thought losing those leading rushers would make a bigger mm -hmm. impact. But mm -hmm. as we've said a couple times this fall, if Air Force is, is solid in the trenches, it's pretty much just plug and play everywhere else. 100%. They've been so impressive. But let's see if it's sustainable. Let's see if it lasts. We're going to get into our mid-season awards here. Kind of talk about the MVP, offense player, a defensive player of the year thus far. Obviously, we'll get into it at the end of the year as well. Uh, but I do want to shout out our friends over at Hero Bread. Holiday season's coming up. It's easy, you know, to, to get a little carried away when it comes to the pastries and just the, the treats in general. With Hero wow, Bread, geez. you can indulge yourself and still get that great taste, all the, the great quality, but know that you're, Good you know, call. doing it right. You're, you're saving yourselves a, a couple of calories there. I'm big on bread. I can't give it up like these people that are just, no, like I, I just don't eat carbs. It, it It's foreign to me. It's if a language I, I can't comprehend. Bread, I can't fill up. It's a real problem. Yeah. And, and also you just. I know. Yeah. I know. I don't know. <laughs> you also just can't enjoy life, I don't think, without bread. That, that's great that's point. how I feel anyways. What's awesome about Hero Bread, it's high in fiber, ultra low in carbs, zero grams of sugar per slice. They've got tortilla options. They've got sandwich bread, buns, anything you could ever need. Right now, Hero Bread is offering the DNVR fam 10% off their first order. Just go to hero.co and use our code DNVR to save on Hero Bread today. That's H-E-R-O.co to save 10% today. I could use some some hero bread right about now. Mm. I also want to shout out our partners over at DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings is, I mean, they're keeping it interesting with all the sports right now, but with the NFL season going strong, they're hooking up new customers with an offer. It's even stronger. If you bet $5 on any game this week, score 200 in bonus bets instantly. Also, if you are a current customer for DraftKings, you can take advantage of a sweetener offer every single game day this weekend. 
Maybe you want to bet on Kelsey to, to go off with Taylor Swift in the stands. Wow. Maybe you want to bet on the Broncos to finally snap this losing streak to the chiefs. Hey, it could happen. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that code DNVR. New customers score $200 instantly in bonus bets when they bet $5 on the NFL. That code DNVR only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports winning partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. Connecticut help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21 and up. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms and responsible gambling resources, gaming resources. Shout out to DraftKings. We love them. Whew, that's a tongue twister. Let's get into these midseason awards because yeah, let's do it. I'll talk more about this Air Force matchup tomorrow. I'll kind of dive into the weeds here with some of the things they do schematically. But I do want to talk about the highs because it, it is one of those years where it's going to be kind of what you make of it. If you hope to see this team be in the, the Mountain West championship race, it's obviously going to feel like a letdown if you were hoping to, to be in the mix and, you know, push for a bowl. They're right on track there. Obviously we'll see how this season file uh, finishes out. Yeah. They've got some big time playmakers on both sides of the ball though. No doubt. No doubt. They've got, I mean, it's been really fun to see the top end guys. These stats are insane. Some of these are crazy. Uh, if you're in the comment section, I, you know, chime in, tell me why I'm right. Tell me what, tell me why I'm wrong. Tell me who you would have picked. Let's start with just the MVP outright. Yes. And you could go so many different directions with this, depending on you know Agreed. how you frame your argument. But yep. I went with Torrey Horton, 65 catches, 635 yards, six touchdown catches, also has a touchdown pass in that CU game to Dallin Holker, has a return for a kick as well. So eight total touchdowns on the year. He's a stud, man. And I just think that while you can make an argument for a couple of different guys here, I don't know if there's anybody more important to CSU's success. Yeah, I mean, that's where the valuable, he probably is the biggest game changer, the toughest matchup. The guy who can swing the most games, who's been the biggest playmaker. Gun to my head, truth serum. I think Mo might be a smidge more valuable. I like stroke, just yeah. like an ounce more valuable. I think the offense is the better unit. So maybe you give Tori the, uh, the advantage there and look, I mean, the difference BFN has made for this offense is inarguable. He's at least worthy of an honorable mention. Oh yeah. I mean, he's your quarterback. That's yeah. a quarterback sport. It is. Uh, I I'm with you on Mo in terms of individually dominant. I think Mo has been the most individually dominant I do think, though, especially when you factor in special teams and the impact that Tory mm, makes there. Great point. Just a, a larger overall impact on the game. But that is a nice separator. That said, for our defensive player of the year thus far, it has to be Mo Kamara. It's not even a question. Uh, 33 total tackles, 13 tackles for loss. He's 10 and a half sacks right now on pace to push for 20. And he has uh, five QB hits and two forced fumbles. That's bananas, man. I didn't realize he was at 10 and a half through seven games. Yeah, dude. He was at... That's bananas. His career numbers are 
are going to be wild by the time he's done as a ring. If he has like two more big games, which he's certainly capable of, especially with some of these matchups coming up where, you know, he can have like a two, three sack game. Yeah. He's probably going to break the single season sack record, which I believe is 16 off the top of my head for CSU. I can going to have a chance to break the career record, which felt impossible coming into the season. But that man is unblockable at times. And there are Absolutely. instances. And again, I didn't want to, there were so many reasons that CSU lost that game against UNLV that I didn't want to go on the post game broadcast and just like whine about missed calls or something like that. Mo is getting absolutely bear hugged every single play in that UNLV game. Didn't get a single holding call. Doesn't make any sense to me, but four to five times a game, he'll just get egregiously held and make a one arm tackle because that's how dominant he is. And I think squads like UNLV, like Utah State, had to really adjust get their game plans in the second half for Mo. Oh, yeah. You know, they run like away they're from They're running you. like double reverses. They're trying to double team them. They're just like trying to throw so much at him. And of course, you know, he gets kicked out in overtime in the CU um, game, right? Overtime or end of the fourth. It was either right at the end of the fourth or the beginning of OT. And I mean, that yeah. was a huge swing. He's just had a massive, massive season. I mean, to have 10 and a half sacks when you've played plenty of squads who aren't like drop back pass first teams. I guess mostly that's just been Boise state thus far this season. Um, it's incredible. It's really, well, incredible. And, you know, you felt his impact as well in that middle Tennessee mm -hmm. state game, that first half when he's not out there, they were running for like about five yards of carry. Mo comes in the second half immediately cuts it in half. Like I'd love to see his pressure rate. Oh, I'm sure it's insane. Love to see us. Absolutely insane. I'll see if I can find it. That's a unanimous. I don't think there's any discussion. Let me tease the offensive player. It's a different offensive player from who you gave the MVP. So this was, to be honest, I wanted to recognize more people's situation. And I just, I felt like if you polled Ram fans and said, who are the three most important players on the team right now? I think those would be Torrey Horton, Mo Camara, and Dallin Holker, who I have as the offensive yep. MVP. Yep. Holker, 43 catches for 577 yards, six touchdowns. I'll ask you. I mean, I wrote an article this past week kind of making the case for it statistically and pointed out how if you look at Holker's numbers compared to Trey McBride in 2021 or uh, Brock Bowers this past year, he actually, it's either better than or right on, on yep. par with. Is he, your, is he your front runner for the Mackey if, if Bowers doesn't play another game this year? I mean, yeah, and it's going to be very hard for Bowers to bring that kind of uh, award home when he hasn't played half the season. Statistically, yeah, I, it's hard to deny where Holker is right now in that race. I just, I do like that he obviously having the Hail Mary catch for the touchdown huge, is huge. You huge. need that national recognizability. Yes, Playing well moment. against CU is huge. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think CSU does need to get to a bowl game, though. I don't know if they're going to give CSU a Mackey two times in three years without making the postseason. Exactly. That is the only concern on that end is uh, how much team success can he keep having to really stay? I mean, but now he ha right now he has to be the front runner. No doubt. Hey, right. best freshman. Um, there, there are a couple guys you could point out on the defensive side. That's right. Holker for mayor. Love it. Um, I think it has to be Braden Fowler, Nicolosi though. I mean, the season took off when yeah. he went under center. 
He's done so much well this year. Obviously, needs to, to clean up some things. Needs to be a little bit more consistent, as all freshman quarterbacks do. Right. It is a freshman award. But when all. you see the way that he commands this offense, some of these big-time throws, especially in the fourth quarter, man, when the lights are brightest, th- that's when this guy, like, it just clicks for him. Mm-hmm. He's had some big moments on the road. I mean, again, even some of the losses this season... He had him. He had him, you know, rolling UNLV last week. He, he let him down the field to, twice in four minutes. So Absolutely. Like, so, uh, no, he's been so impressive. And I mean, maybe the biggest reason for optimism going forward uh, in FOCO right now. Yeah. I mean, you knew that the, the there were going to be receivers. And it's exciting that guys like Lewis Brown and Justice Ross Simmons right. are coming on strong, especially because. Tory's very likely going to be NFL bound right. this spring. We'll see. Same with Dallin Holker. Both of those guys could come back if they choose to. If I had to guess Dallin coming back feels a little more likely, although I don't know at this point. His NFL stock is is going to continue to to rise and feels 50-50 to me. And I mean he's an older guy. You got to remember he did the two-year mission. So right. there's a right. little bit more pressure for him to go pro right now yeah, than as good Tory. As Tory is wide receiver classes are always stacked, you know? So maybe he feels like, ah, one more year with my quarterback. Well, maybe it's like, maybe tries to play his way into the first round, which is athletically, he's he's capable of it. And when you're a star, the NIL money, you know, can come in. So lots of factors, lots of factors. But I mean, to, to have your quarterback, I think BFN has to be the freshman. No doubt. Although we can uh, shout out a couple of guys on the other side that have impressed as well. Best game. It's got to be Boise State, right? I mean, you could, I, like you could say the showdown, I guess, in terms of from a neutral perspective was a more like back and forth affair, maybe a, a little bit How about higher football. From a, I enjoyed myself for four quarters perspective because Boise is pure misery for three and a half quarters. Pure misery. Is that correct? All that matters is the outcome, though. <laughs> and then pure jubilation and well, the showdown was nothing but greatness mode. for three quarters. Absolutely. I'm sitting there high as a kite, you know. Thinking is there this... no more opposite game than those two? Yeah, oh, like literally, were like opposite. Quick question: Which one would you rather have, the Boise win or the CU win? Which one would mean more to you, like at this point? I see you. They've never beaten Boise, so I think you can make yeah, an argument that the that historical, history. it's a conference game, so it matters more for your season. Doing it at home was so cool, too, man. And yeah, it just mean to win that game in Boulder after the way that week had played out and the national narratives, it just would have been like the greatest middle finger to everybody of all time. I had so many tweets ready to go, but I, I certainly will not complain about Boise. Um, we yeah. should release that as an album. They we were locked and loaded. <laughs> <laughs> Best assistant coach. I'm going with CSU offensive line coach, Bill Bess. You go from allowing mo- about five and a half sacks a game to 1.4 sacks per game. It's night and day. I know they awesome have some improvement to be made in the ground game. But if, if you don't see the difference in the trenches this year, I just don't know what you're watching. Awesome call out. Awesome, awesome call out. Shout out Billy Best. Um, Big time. Surprise player. I'm going with newer Gatkuth, redshirt freshman defensive end. He missed this game past week and his presence was certainly missed. He's Thir- number nine, man. If you watch the Rams, uh, he's a guy who you can often confuse for Mo. Because he's huge, too. He's, Six he's four, like 235. Massive. Yeah. 
broad shoulders and he's wearing a single number like um, Mo. And yeah, he's he gets in the backfield consistency. He is an impressive kid. Excuse my language here. Try and keep this clean family program after all. But newer is a bad motherfucker. No and doubt. that dude is going no doubt, to be nasty for years to come. I couldn't find his uh, hurries, but I know he's in the, the top 20 in that as well. So some just constantly getting after the quarterback, not always necessarily getting the statistical credit for it. Uh, best atmosphere. We'll wrap up these awards here. Then we'll get into our week nine picks. We'll talk Mountain West power rankings. The Rocky Mountain Showdown was surreal. Um, it was great to have it back on campus. I loved to see the interaction between the two sides. Obviously, it can get kind of nasty at times, but I, I mean, it's it was just great to have that game back on the schedule. And it's, in my opinion, a game that should be played annually. Game day, all of it. Fantastic. Can I add some context to the most stuff? Yes, please. 19.4% win rate, 17.7% percent pressure rate tied for 25th in the country in win percentage out of 531 qualifiers. So he's just having an incredible, incredible season. Quite literally one of the most successful pass rushers in the country. All while teams are literally scheming to try and take him away. No doubt, man. No doubt. I love that. Really great stat there. A uh, best moment. It's got to be the Hail Mary to, to Holker to set it up. I mean, that was the most fun I've had at a college football game in forever. Pure madness and one of the greatest catches I've ever seen, no doubt. <sighs> Get goosebumps just thinking about it. Yeah. All right, best play. Um, obviously, you could you could go with the the Hail Mary, but I'm actually going to go with the throw in front of it, and it was the throw up the seam from BFN to Torrey Horton to set up the spike. Drops a dime in a bucket in between the corner and the safety. Could not have placed it any better. Yeah. The, the awareness... It was a perfectly placed ball. They didn't waste too much time. They immediately get up, set up the spike. It was just phenomenal execution and one of those really key moments in a season that I think you'll look back on, especially if you know you do go like six and six and make a bowl game. I mean, that's the difference right there. Yeah, what it meant, I think, separates it. Um, there's a nice scoop and score against Middle Tennessee that stands out. The Tory return was... That was uh, sick. That was, I mean, one of the great plays. And of course, uh, you know, the Hail Mary as well would would factor into that. But no, I think that's a great selection. And just what those kind of throws mean to BFN and his development, I think is huge. Foco's leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. They have the best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms. Baseball season's coming to an end. Now's a great time to, to get stocked up for next season. They've hooked us up with a ton of set decorations. FOCO always has our back for Colorado sports. They're going to have yours too. Get the best gear around by using the link in our description for all non-presale items. Use the promo code DNVR for 10% off. I also want to shout out Breckenridge Brewery. You know we love Breck Brew at DNVR, and that's because they have a beer for any occasion. Oh, yeah. There's no better way than watching a college football game. It's going to be cold this weekend. If you're not in the stands, you know, get cozied up on the couch, get a six pack avalanche amber ale. Just enjoy life. I mean, it really doesn't Very get cold. much better than that. You can find the, uh, the Breck beer locator at breckbrew.com to find the closest liquor store, grocery store, whatever near you with their awesome selection. I love Breck brew. You love Breck brew. 
We all love Breck Brew. And finally, I got to shout out Bacchus and Shanker. When you get hurt, Bacchus and Shanker, they're yes. here to help. Yes. They win for Colorado families. They've been helping those who are seriously injured in Colorado for more than 25 years. There's no fees to work on your case. No fees unless they win your case and win money for you. They've already won a billion dollars for their clients, Dre, Not with bad. a B. Not bad. Billion with a B. Now even more locations serving all of Colorado, including neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Inglewood, and Fort Collins. Bax and Shanker has the strength and power to win your case. More than 30 lawyers and 100 staff. Bax and Shanker helps all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault. Car accident, motorcycle, ride, share, pedestrians, trucks. They can even help if you're injured at work. Call Bax and Shanker at 222-2222 to find out if you have a case for free. Bax and Shanker wins. Boom. Nailed it. Well done. Thank you, man. All right, let's get into our power rankings here and then we'll get the picks and we will mosey on out of mm-hmm. here. It's a chilly mm-hmm. morning. Hope everybody staying warm out there. If you could hit a thumbs up on YouTube, I certainly yes. would appreciate yes, it. Yes, that thumbs up. Uh, I, I decided to have a little bit of fun this week. It, okay. The rankings had gotten a little bit stagnant. Yeah. I wanted to move some teams around. So we're, we're going to have a little bit of fun. Again, these can drastically flip from week to week, but they at are 12, power rankings, yes. we are going with Hawaii. They had an opportunity these last couple of weeks to pick up key victories against kind of mid-level teams. They weren't able to do so defensively. They're just kind of a disaster. So despite the fact that they are fun, they're passing offense and that run and shoot with Braden Schrager, it's, it's worth tuning into for a late night yep. game. Yep. I just think that they're the the least consistently competitive over the last month. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. It's kind of neck and neck with Nevada. For me, interestingly enough, Hawaii worst record against the spread in the Mountain West. Nevada, who is four and three against the spread, they have the worst uh, plus minus against the spread, minus 18 versus the minus 12 of Hawaii. Interesting. Yeah. At number 11, we're going San Diego State. San Diego State just got shut out at home 6-0 by Nevada. Snaps a 16-game losing streak for the Wolfpack. I had talked about it coming in that the Wolfpack, even in losing efforts the last couple weeks, had been a little more frisky. You could see it against Texas State. They went up double digits before blowing that one. Their D-line gave Fresno State some fits. Offensively, we saw some things against UNLV that they had not been able to do yet. This game... Offensively, pretty much a disaster on both sides. I mean, if you look at the box score, it's hilarious. Just punt, 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 fumble, miss field goal, punt. Mm-hmm. Um, I I said coming into the year that San Diego State would go no better than seven and five, that Brady Hoke would get fired before the season was over. If they lose this weekend, which I expect them to, and if they lose the, the following week to, to CSU, their set could be their seventh loss of the season, potentially keeping them out of a bowl. I don't know if Brady Hoke's going to be able to survive this year. What an off season, man. What a season. Uh, just crazy how the mighty have fallen. They haven't had a losing season since 2009. I know. Right now, I mean, San Diego State. A few months ago, they were joining the Pac-12. Oh, <laughs> I mean, we're less than a year removed from their basketball team being in the literal <laughs> national championships. Whew. Wow. So, wacky time for the mountain west i talked about this on sunday but uh it's great it's really cool to see it's it's great i mean the parody in the league is is, you know you do not see this in just about any conference the kind of parody and like san diego state being this bad uh kind of one of the perennial powerhouses of the conference it's really really interesting to watch 
kind of love it, man. Bowl eligible UNLV, San Diego State, Boise State, both with losing records. Yeah. What a world. Yeah. Uh, Nevada coming in at the highest ranking of the season, number 10 after finally snapping that losing streak. Good for them. You know, again, decent chance they end up back at 11 or 12 here in the coming weeks, but they got that moment. They've been playing tough. And as many jokes as I've made about the program under Ken Wilson, you've got to credit that team for not throwing in the towel and continuing to fight hard this year. Um, feels very similar to CSU last year, where despite the fact that they kept losing and losing, you could see the, the little moments of improvement. You could see that the locker room was, was sticking together. It's a really tough spot. So Shout out to Nevada. I know that the, the Wolfpack fans hate me, but I'm trying to give you your moment in the sun. Um, Nevada. Uh, Too good. They do. They really do hate me. Like more than Wyoming fans, even at times. Yeah, um, I believe it. At number nine, we're going with the New Mexico Lobos, who have a real offense for the first time in years. Quarterback Dylan Hopkins, they got a nice run game. They're frisky. Yeah. Four and three against the spread. It's been a nice little season from them. I mean... Man, that's one of those teams that should see like how UNLVs turn things around and be like, hey, there's a path for us. Without how Nevada turn things around under Norvell, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, New Mexico in the late 90s, early 2000s was in the, you know, the mix. And if you go back to the whack years, like they were certainly in it. Urlacher, right? Yeah. Good call. <laughs> Number eight, we're going San Jose State. They might have life. They San Jose State might be life, the undertaker Justin. in the middle of the ring rising up when we thought he was dead. Yeah, they're two and two in the conference. They are on the, you know, here you have them on the right side of the power rankings. Uh, they'd be on the left side of the bracket of the table. They're in the top six. Would you believe it if I told you San Jose State's five, two and one against the spread? I would because they played a gauntlet of a schedule. They played a gauntlet. So there might be some late life must be monitored. I think you could argue San Jose State, you have them at eight. Could you argue them as high as five in your power rankings? I think five through eight are all fairly interchangeable depending yeah. on what you want to focus on, which period of the season you want to talk about, the high moments, the low moments. It's yep. all about how you frame your argument, but... I've got San Jose State at eight. I, I certainly think they could be higher with Chevin Cordero. Offensively, they're starting to explode here. Yes. So they're yes. dangerous. Um, they are, man. Keep an eye on them. At seven, going Boise State. I think, again, you could make an argument that they could be in that five, six range. I'm going to put them below CSU because the Rams finally beat them. And damn it, I just, I, we haven't had this many opportunities. Let, let us have this one, Boise fans. You may end up higher than us by the time it's all said and done. But they got a tough schedule to finish out too. They still got to play Fresno. They got to play air force. I mean, it, the road does not get easier for Boise. No, and still struggling to really find that offensive identity, which I think uh, has hurt them massively. They are two, three and two against the spread really goes to show you how they have uh, not met expectations in the slightest two QB systems, man. Just not a fan of it unless you're very, very strategic uh, and they don't seem to be. So I've got CSU at six right in the middle, which feels fair They're, You know, any given game, like we've seen the Rams are capable mm. of playing up. They're capable of hanging with the, you know, the top 25 esque teams, but yep. they're also capable of, you know, really frustrating you. And 
that's part of, you know, the, the process right now of them trying to kind of work through some things. Five through eight, uh, very interchangeable on your power rankings. And, uh, you know, almost a shame we don't get to see the Rams against San Jose State because that would be a fun barometer game. Kind of glad we don't have to face well, Jevin Cordero, no, but nice. I am it with you. It is nice. <laughs> yeah. It is nice, but for the sake of the power rankings and everything else, uh, yeah, that would have been an intriguing matchup. At five, maybe should have dropped Utah State a little bit after last three week. In the conference, Justin. Yeah, I, but you went head to head. They are ahead of CSU. CSU's ahead of Boise, and then Boise's just ahead of San Jose State. I think that's more style and talent points. Uh, they are also ahead of San Jose State in the standings, and though and Boise beat San Jose State. So you've really respected the matchup hierarchy here. It's a good point. I mean, we do the, the games do have to count for something. And while I do think that if CSU and Utah State played 10 times, like the Rams would probably win six, seven of those. The fact of the matter is when they played, Utah State punched them in the teeth. So I, yeah. I got to have Utah State above CSU. Um, I really thought you were going to say something else there, man. Punched them in the teeth. <laughs> I was really like, oh, wow. At a four, we're going UNLV, but they're flirting with that top three. They've got a game against Fresno here this weekend where they can really be like, you want to know what? We are a contender. Six and one, three and oh in the conference. Their only loss is to Michigan, a bunch of cheaters, Dre. Right. Had Michigan not stole their signs, they probably win that. <laughs> um, Two through four, very fluid. You know what, Justin? Maybe this week UNLV deserved being in the two spot. And you can boost your ego a little bit. Like we were 40 seconds away from beating the the two spot in the power rankings. Yeah, I should have. I should have. Damn it, Justin. Missed opportunity. (laughs) So such an honest guy. All right, Wyoming at three. um, I think one through three are fairly arguable, but I got... I just think that Fresno State's offensive ceiling is is a little bit higher. You still believe in Fresno? I still believe in them for sure. Yeah. Um, I got Fresno at two, and obviously that means Air Force is one. Um, and Teller, no question. Uh, yeah, I mean I, I that used to be debatable a couple weeks ago. Air Force is the one, the one team in the power rankings you cannot argue here. I mean, we're it's to the point now where we're going to see can Air Force run the table. Like mm-hmm. that's that's mm-hmm. what they're trying to do mm-hmm. at this point. I mean, they are the front runners to be the G five team that plays in a New Year's six right now. Yeah, seeing a lot of Fiesta Bowl projections for them, which would be fun because you could probably get like a Oregon Air Force matchup or something like that, oh. which would be just a style clash, but that's that would be awesome. I'd probably style bet clash on the Falcons in, in that one. In a sense, very similar teams. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be fun. All right, that's the the power rankings for this week. Good Let's stuff. wrap up here. Let's get through our picks. Fun we, slate. The power rankings need to be sponsored. That's such a great segment. Yeah, we should, was our, we should work was with some power people. Power rankings brought to you by, you know, one of those. Yeah. You guys know anybody? Could be you. Could, could be, be you, you if you got a local business. That's right. Always looking for new partners. Yep. Uh, shout out to the partners we have, though. Uh, right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Not they trying to sponsor the offend show, anybody. No, no, exactly. Let's start with Wyoming, Boise State on the blue. Boise State, a five-point home favorite. Spread feels a little high. Big one. What does the book know? Does the book know more than us, or is this a perception? To me, it's a perception line because everything I've seen from these two teams, Wyoming in the trenches, 
Are there injuries on the Wyoming side? Not that I know of. In fact, I think they get healthier. I think they get their, their other running back back this weekend, Harrison Whaley. So I'm, I'm picking Wyoming to cover and I'm picking Wyoming outright money line to to be Boise state on the road because I just think they're the better team. And I think they're better coached. I pretty consistently will not take the cheese on lines like this because it makes me think hook knows something. I don't know. Styles make fights in football and Wyoming is built to stop this putrid two quarterback system that Boise runs uh, they couldn't get it done against Air Force, but they were oh so close. I don't think the road conditions matter to them. Give me Wyoming outright as well. I think this is a statement game. And look, if Boise pulls this off and the book was right, that's a statement game for them. Um, that'll be huge. I and obviously, like GNT could ranking. just go wild or something like GNT that. GNT could but... go wild, but this is the kind of team that's built to stop a one-dimensional run-first offense like that Boise State attack. So um, unless Boise really brings something we haven't seen yet this season, I kind of expect Wyoming to to spank them a bit. I'm right there with you. UNLV, seven-and-a-half-point dogs at Fresno State. Who you got? (sighs) I like the Rebels. I'm not as sold on Fresno. I think some early excitement and still having that momentum from last season. We really bought in early. I think they've shown to be a bit more of a human team once they've entered league play, like more like a high end team in the conference, but not necessarily uh, a class above the rest. Both six and one teams. Certainly the home field matters a lot. But I like UNLV. That is a tough-nosed team that just just fundamental. They'll keep coming. They'll come consistently. I think they cover that seven and a half. I wouldn't... I'm not as bullish outright as I am with the Wyoming Road Dogs, but I I think UNLV... I think UNLV is going to be frisky and keep this close. I expect this to be a great game. The half point scares me. I am going to take Fresno State at home to cover this one. I think they pull away late, though. I think it's one of those where mm. one side's getting backdoored at the end. Oh, boy. I could see it. <laughs> I could see it. All right. Uh, New Mexico at Nevada. Nevada one point home favorites. This is like an old school line. Jeez, man. So many road dogs. I'm going New Mexico outright. Um it's a game that makes me really nervous because, like I said, Nevada's been frisky these past couple weeks. I can't believe Nevada last week. That was insane. But I just think that New Mexico is more efficient offensively, and I, I like them to find a way to win it like a 13-10 type game, 17-13. Nevada's got some momentum, and they're at home, which is intriguing. If you like Nevada, which the book does, I think you're in on the under 49 and a half. Um, gun to my head. Yeah, I'm taking New Mexico too. I just think they're the far superior team. San Jose State, 10 point favorites on the island at Hawaii, which weird things happen on the island. Especially wonky things. But (laughs) I do think that San Jose State's figured it out offensively. I like them to cover this one. Although... It wouldn't shock me if this game ended up being a little closer than it should be. 
Yo, shout out to all the sickos who will be tuning into this at 10 p.m. to kind of nightcap their Saturday. Uh, Tweet at me if you're watching this game. Tweet me your bet slips. You know what, though? San Jose State, I think they're back. I think they cover. On the island, eh, it's a principle we love, but, you know, it might just be BS this season. San Jose State. Finally. Okay. The headliner. We've got CSU Air Force. Little Colorado Derby. Second time this year, the Rams have had to play a ranked team from in-state. In-state. They did play Wazoo, who eventually was ranked too. True. They Yeah, they weren't ranked when they played them. Yep. But. yep. So the first team was kind of fugazi, so. Also true. 12 Justin. points. This was at 10 and a half when I checked yesterday, all the way up to 12 this morning. Um, wouldn't shock wow. me if that goes up it's even a little 13. more. Now it's, it's up to 13. 13. So we're, we're <sighs> moving. Um, this is a game where historically it actually, there aren't like a ton of blowouts in this game series either way. Um, the Rams actually in 2013 did win 58 to 13 to clinch bowl eligibility, but there, there are a lot of times it's like a one score game and then Air Force kind of mounts a drive late and ends up winning by like 12. So the line is set really well. There have been four one score losses in this Calhoun era, three of which were three point games. So again, you know, we talk about margin for error. A lot of times if you're in it against Air Force, it can come down to a, a series or two to flip this one. Give me the Rams to cover at home can't confidently pick them to win this game though no um plus 410 on the money line we're sprinkling of note you guys know the tradition but this is more of a sincere uh pick than in uh weeks past though did they cover against UNLV yeah they covered so the the record actually of um, the, the reverse, the, the reverse jinx yeah. actually is where it keeps flourishing at least against the spread. Um, yeah, boa constrictor analogy. I think this Air Force team is prime. I think this Air Force team is exactly what the Rams in year two of Jay Norvell uh, aren't quite ready, just quite ready to be able to overcome. Air Force is going to slowly but surely get to you, just like the Wyoming game where Wyoming's up at the at the start and eventually with their backup quarterback, Air Force not only wins against Wyoming, but they cover as well. I think that happens for the Falcons in this one. Um, I, just, I just think the Rams aren't going to be able to stay consistent and disciplined enough, long enough in this game to cover. I hope I'm wrong, and I hope that the... Uh, tradition of the reverse jinx panning out works. But again, a bit more of a sincere pick here. Uh, it's a tough spot for the Rams. Tough spots is where you want to be in college football. Yeah. Tough spots is where you want to be. If you have followed Cal- the Calhoun area of Air Force, this is exactly the kind of spot where the Falcons kind of lay an egg. So we'll see. And you always want to bet on the team that's coming off a tough loss like the Rams just were. It's basically the setup of the Boise game. We know. shall see. We'll we so shall we see. see. Like every every time this year where nobody's given the Rams a chance, you know, that's when they played their best football. So damn straight. Your They've backs got are the against talent. the wall. In the Mount West, there's not one game where they show up 
And it's like, oh man, this this opponent just has way too much talent. We don't have a chance. That's the not parody. the case for the and Rams. If anything, you should argue the top end talent on CSU is right. you know on par with anybody. So you should have right. a chance in any of these games. Exactly. Uh, we're just trying to make it clear that this program, Air Force, I should say, under Calhoun is. They're just very impressive, man. They're disciplined. Oh, yeah. They do their thing. They don't beat themselves. So it's going to take a really, really stout effort on both sides of the football if you're going to try and pull this one out. Before we go, got a question from Taylor here. A bowl game prediction. Yeah, I, I'm still going with either the New Mexico Bowl or the Frisco Bowl. Obviously, if you lose Air Force and Wyoming, puts you in a spot where you have to win three straight to close out the year. Tough, certainly not impossible. You'd love to steal one over these next two weeks and give yourself just a little bit of breathing room there. And, I, you know, I said it before earlier in the week. I'll say it again. College football is a weird sport. We've already seen this be one of the, the weirder seasons. It the reminds me so much of 2013, just with the sense of you can see that they're close. You can see the top end talent, but there's just so much inconsistency and they just... They frustrate you. And just when you think they've get it going, they, it's, you know, a couple steps forward, one step back. But I firmly believe this team is going to make a bowl game. And as discouraging as, you know, moments have been, I actually think the Rams are going to win one of these next two games. I think Wyoming is likely more winnable, but we shall see any given Saturday. It's going to be snowy. You never know. It's why you play the game, baby. And uh, maybe the Rams make history. We've already made history once this year. Yeah. Why not do it again? Hope everybody stays warm out there. Uh, safe commutes to everybody heading up north for that game. Sounds like it could be pretty nasty on I-25. Mm -hmm. So give yourself plenty of time going both ways. Uh, much love to everybody. Shout out to Yaya producing behind the scenes. Enjoy your Thursday, y'all. Much love. Probably never make it when you listening to that right now. I said we on now.